the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, much, much more. Live November 13th, 2012. The year is winding down. I made a prediction this morning on radio, or television rather, that I think the markets will be higher six months from now. I think the markets could be lower anywhere between now and then. I'm not that stressed. We're losing a little bit of steam in the U.S. We're gaining a little bit of steam in Asia, China. That's my opening market volley, so to speak. I'm not that stressed. I see trends in headlines. NBC Universal's laying off 450 workers. Look, now's not the time it's like Comcast unabashedly saying, I'm going to hold it forever. Things are changing. Comcast owns NBC Universal or majority owner of NBC Universal. I see things like the HAPA. The hop up, skip it over commercials as a major threat to network television. Do I, am I predicting the death of network television? No. But I see headlines that teach me all sorts of stuff. For instance, give me a for instance. For instance, U.S. going to be the world's number one oil producer before 2020. Like, how did we pull that off? Aren't we dependent on Saudi Arabia? The IEA, out with its new world energy outlook, a report which makes some extremely positive comments about the future of U.S. energy. And an energy renaissance in the United States is redrawing the global energy map. It has massive implications for terrorism. It has massive implications for the energy markets and trade. Our cost of energy is incredibly cheap in the United States. And because we have an incredibly cheap cost of energy, based on taxes and refining Based on the fact that we're not funding social programs, well, we are funding social programs with the taxes, but not as aggressively as other nations. To be honest with you, Obamacare, should, at least a buck should go into gasoline, but it's not. And that's a little frustrating, but the United States currently imports about 20% of its total energy needs. It's going to become self-sufficient in net terms by 2035, thanks to rising production of oil, shale, bioenergy, improved fuel efficiency. Improved fuel efficiency. Sometimes I'm a little vague in my memory, but I think we had some presidents push that in the last 20 years, right? And the car companies, the Fords, GMs, they moan and they groan. And yet now it's starting to show some payoff. The United States is projected to become the biggest global oil producer before 2020, exceeding Saudi Arabia in the mid 2020s. That's stunning. That changes how you invest. So Paula Broadwell, title of her book about General Petraeus was all in. 
Holy mackerel. Is that, is that really the title of the book? What an innuendo, eh? So we've got so much to talk about today. ESPN's offered close to $6 billion for the rights in BCS playoff games. ESPN, publicly traded company. Yes, they are ABC, a network that I just said they're going to have trouble in the future. ESPN's live sports, and that's the one thing cable has in its advantage. It's the one thing satellite has in its advantage is it doesn't translate well on the Internet yet. But will it? Down the road. ESPN's owned by Disney. They love college football. Broadcast 33 of the 35 bowl games last year. So it only makes sense that they'd keep paying big for the BCS games and the family. Disney currently pays $155 million annually for the five BCS bowl games, or about $31 million per game. If ESPN does pay $500 million per season, it would be $6 billion for the 12-year deal and more than $150 million per game. Holy shnikes, right? So there's investment stories that we could all love. I'll talk Smashburger later in the show. You're saying Smashburger? Why are we going to talk Smashburger? Because I think they could be a, a viable threat to McDonald's. We'll talk about that. Am I changing my McDonald's investment? No, I'm not changing my investment thought based on it yet, but I'm aware of it. So if you're one of those types who likes pro football games, I find you a man-child. But how about the football game that ends at 3-2? to two? Field goal versus a, a safety, right? That's yesterday's stock market. Six and a half hours of trading, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the SP 500, all within one point of where they began. Veterans Day holiday. My father served in the military. I was raised a military brat. I will tell you that the military is incredibly important to our economy. And for instance, defense spending cuts that we're talking about right now, that's going to hurt poor people. It's going to hurt a lot of poor people in America because their only hope to get out and get educated is join the military, give them some time, and then go to college. And or join the military, get a skill taught to you, and then leave the military. You know, one thing that Clinton did that I, I dug, not, it, not when it was happening, but in hindsight – was AmeriCorps. Basically, we'll help pay for your college if you give service back to communities in the United States. I don't know if they went international. I don't think they did. But I had a friend who did it, and she was one of those tree-hugging hippies, which I have locked up in my basement, and I tasered nightly and tried to get them to regress their beliefs. It's regression therapy. It's effective sometimes. But AmeriCorps is what we need in America right now. We don't need, you know, to talk fiscal cliff issues. We don't need to talk about the inequality in America. The top 1% of America makes more than the – we don't need to talk that way. America was set up that if you're a capitalist, if you work hard, if you figure out an angle, you're rewarded. We need to talk AmeriCorps. We need to talk ways of getting lessers into college to get them educated. Fiscal cliff, here's what's going to happen. Lame duck Congress returns to action today. They're going to start hedging and hawing, heaving and hoeing, going left, going right, going deep, going short. They're going to come up with a compromise. 
It's up to Obama now to be a leader. He can't be reelected. This is his time to make his legacy. To get reelected, he had to go hardline. But he's been reelected. Now is his time to bridge the gap. Now is his time to leave a legacy. If we don't meet some fiscal cliff issues, if we don't extend, kick down the road. Now, again, I don't mind borrowing when borrowing costs are this low. So I don't think we have to solve it this year. Maybe we solve one piece of ten pieces. Hmm. Greece still problematic. No new aid yet. IMF and EU squabbling about budget cut timelines. Home Depot solid earnings report. Home Depot has some upside because the housing market's turned. Now it may go sideways, but it's turned for the better, not for the worse. They raised 2013 guidance when the economy and the housing market was rough. They said rough things. Home Depot has been pretty pretty right on this game. Microsoft loses their head of the Windows unit. Steven Sanofsky, a 23-year veteran of the company. And he said, you know what? I'm staying in the business. So maybe Google, maybe Apple picks them up. Sachs and Michael Kors, both luxury retailers, both issued earnings reports and guidance that were open for interpretation. We'll talk about them today. Coming up on the show, I've got all sorts of content. Let's talk Smash Burger. Let's talk Pepsi with a fat blocking soda. You can follow me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Follow me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Follow me on YouTube channel. Subscribe to it, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on Rob Black and Your Money. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Still looking at big delays for the drive through Antioch along westbound Highway 4 from Highway 160 all the way out towards Summersville Road. In the Altamont Pass, westbound 580. Out of an estimated earnings from two weeks' time to... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Whatever you want to talk about, we can talk about. During the commercial break, you just heard that I got one more seminar coming up. It's the last one of the year. It's going to be Thursday night. It's going to be in Palo Alto. It's going to be the Thursday after Thanksgiving. You can find out more information at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning, Thursday from 6 to 9. And it's at an Elks Lodge. And I really hope there's people, old people wearing funny hats because I've always thought of an Elks Lodge as old people wearing funny hats. I can't be wrong in my thought, can I? Or did I learn that thought from none other than the Flintstones? I don't know. I'm not an elk. I pull for the Elks. What you got for me today? Um, all sorts of interesting little stories out there. And let's take a look at the market numbers because I've been remiss in doing that. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's see. Give me just a second. Taking a look at the market numbers. That Petraeus story. Oh, it's a heartbreaker. There's a twist in it that happened this weekend where... Uh, David Petraeus, General, has an affair, power, Paula Broadwell, had crazy access to him. True power in the general, literally can kill people. Ambitious, seductress. 
She's married, though, with two children. Lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. Scrum, a television reporter, showed up at her house and rented the family's driveway in gold-colored chalk was a child's inscription. Dad loves mom. The damage we do to our children in this society is just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking what men and women will do to innocent children. NASDAQ's down 5, Dow's up 34, the SP 500's up 2 this morning. Story that I saw over the weekend that was so too good to be true. So I'm not going to invest off of it, and I hope you don't either, but I saw it, and I was like, I wonder if any of my audience is going to go out and try to do this themselves. Pepsi's a company that I like a lot. As a publicly traded company, they're a pretty diverse company. They've got a nice dividend. They've done a good job of managing that dividend. In this current stock market environment where bond yields are too low, so low, there's a hunt for dividends. From 1980 to 85, Pepsi went higher. From 85 to 90, it went higher. From 90 to 95, higher. 95 2000, higher. 2000, 2005, higher. 2005, 2010, higher. 2010 to where we are today, it's still higher. Now, it's not at its all-time high, but in every five-year period, it's worked higher. Plus, it's paid a dividend. What's not to like, right? You had me at hello. So Pepsi, huge company, first and foremost. Female CEO, which I dig. We need more women in the world. What the world needs now is more women in the workforce as leaders and not as competitors. I know that you're saying you went kind of weird there. I know I kind of did. But Pepsi, PepsiCo, for those who want to go better with the company's name, is huge. They're water. They're soda. They're $66 billion in sales. And, yeah, they're easy to hate right now. They are easy to hate. They're number 41 in the Fortune 500. Arch rival to Coca-Cola. They never lose their fizz. The world's number two carbonated soft drink maker. When you think Pepsi, you think um, Pepsi Mountain Dew. Diet Pepsis, Diet Mountain Dews. But it's not the only beverage they sell. They also sell Tropicana orange juice, which, unless it's fresh squeezed, I don't bother. I dated someone once who was, she was just this pain in the butt. Everything she'd order had to be precise and, and so the waiter would come by and go, um, what would you like for service? And she goes, is your, is your orange juice fresh squeezed? Is it fresh squeezed? Is it fresh squeezed? <laughs> and he'd bring out something that wasn't fresh squeezed. And she'd get bitter. She'd like take it out on me. She's just one of those people that has a sour face. And wonderful person, wonderful human being. I hope she sees that in herself one day. So anyway, Pepsi makes Tropicana orange juice, Gatorade, sports drinks, Sobe tea, Aquafina water, Lay's, Ruffles, Doritos, Cheetos. It's the number one snack maker in America. Someone once recently said, Rob, you don't eat a lot of snacks, do you? I don't. They also make breakfast cereals like Life. Give it to Mikey. Let Mikey try it. He'll eat anything. You know Mikey died from eating Life cereal? He shouldn't have eaten it. They make rice aroni, that San Francisco treat, which I'm pretty sure, having lived in San Francisco, it's neither a San Francisco treat, nor has it ever been made by a San Franciscan, nor does a San Franciscan relate to rice aroni. Pepsi products are in 200-plus countries. 50% of their sales are in the United States. They own and operate bottling plants and distribution facilities. So anyway, 
the headline that came out this week, and it was a good one, it was Juicy. And you're saying, good use of the word Juicy. Juicy. In Japan, the Suntory Beverage Company, which is the sole distributor of PepsiCo, it's marketing Pepsi Special, a black and gold bottle featuring dextrin, which the company claims is a fiber that blocks fat absorption. Suntory also claims that Pepsi Special reduces the postprandial rise in triglycerides in the blood. And you're saying, good use of postprandial. Does anyone even know what that means? Implication seems to be that drinking Pepsi Special while eating will somehow reduce the amount of fat you digest. The brand's being advertised as Foshu. Like, are you speaking ghetto Foshu? Foshu. You're my brother from another mother of a different color. Foshu. Shorthand for food specialized health use. Black and gold was chosen to impart a sense of luxury in the boxes, in the boxing of it, the bottling of it. It's pretty special. There's a quirky only in Japan ad to go along with a new product featuring a man forced to choose between the affections of a girl dressed as a slice of pizza and another as a burger. Does it work? Does it not work? I don't know. Sounds too good to be true. It probably is, is my thought. Foshu. But again, just brand creation, new brands. I was in the grocery store the other day, and I know you're saying, you shop? I know, I know, I know. My driver, my butler, and I decided all to go visit the special people. So we're in a market, and uh, there's a packet of Campbell's soup. But in this case, it's like um, a Thai, Thai green curry. So they're selling green curry soup mix. No, no, it's green curry. Just add chicken, and you have your own home at Thai. Nice, right? Now, I didn't buy it because that's way beneath me. That's more for the plebeians. But what I did notice is, like, I remember back when I was a plebe. You know, my mother would buy a, a bottle of ragu, and she'd add real tomatoes to it. She'd add more spices to it. She'd add more real onion to it. Good starter. Just dress it up a little bit. I know you're saying, putting lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. You are right. You are right. I am wrong. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to me. Rob Black shows Rob Black and your money. Find me at Twitter show. Twitter Rob Black show. Find me at YouTube channel and please subscribe. Rob Black show. Email me. Rob at Rob Black.com. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. Westbound Highway 4, still jammed for the drive in Antioch this morning between 160 and Summersville Road. An earlier crash, too, there has been cleared for some. Bob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Talking money, investing, much, much more. What do you want to talk about? I got all sorts of content for you today. All sorts. First and foremost, one of the big guys from Microsoft leaving. Last couple weeks, we've heard about a couple big guys from Apple leaving. 
retail and software. That's got some people concerned, and well, it should. Steve Jobs would not accept collaboration. He wanted independence. He wanted small groups working aggressively against each other at times. Now, with that said, Bill Gates did too. I find it interesting that um, I find it interesting that these new leaders don't really want pariahs like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. They want collaboration. I looked at the new Windows phone, the Nokia Lumia 920, and it's a sweet phone. And it's got some pretty cool concepts, the tiles. So when you click on your phone, power it up, it's basically got 14 tiles. One of them is Facebook. One of them is email. One of them is Twitter. One of them is email. So instead of scrolling through pages, you see it all right there. Now, I'm not sure that I'm totally in, but I totally see what they're trying to do. I like it. I like it a lot. I think they're finally moving in the right direction, and I say good for them. It's nice to see. Now, collaboration with all these different products on one screen, kind of like what we need to see from Microsoft. They, they have all these parts and pieces that they need to collaborate into one experience. Otherwise, are they dead? I won't go that far. But they're going to have a tough time selling phones. I will go that far. Let's take a look at the stock market today. New day, but nothing really new going on, right? Fiscal cliff, Greece and Europe. China showing some better results. One of the groups that I consult with is making a larger bet in the past month on Asia, and it's starting to pay off. China's starting to show some of their best numbers in three years. Now, again, that's like saying, I've got the best love life in three years, and you've been on an island for three years by yourself. Like, it's relative. You've got to find, figure out these numbers. You've got to figure out, is that good or bad? What does that mean? How great was it? How bad did it get? Home Depot's higher today at almost 5%. They did a meet and beat. They met expectations. They raised guidance. It was a nice, nice, nice Report. CEO of Home Depot is doing a very nice job of informing Wall Street of what's going on in the housing market. That opens the door for companies like William Sonoma. It opens the door for other companies in the housing sector. Financial still seeing kind of a weak play here today, so I don't feel good about the stock market until the, the financials lead us. Bank of America, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, all a little bit weaker today. They've been big winners this year, so part of it could be, part of it could be, Part of it could be, I know you're saying, don't do that anymore. Stop it. You're freaking me out. Part of it could be little capital gains. Capital gains has jumped from 15% to 20% this year. Now, one stock that I'm not afraid to talk about, I own shares of it, and I know people are starting to get a little concerned, is Apple. Now, on one hand, the stock has had just a massive, unprecedented run, a tear, if you will in the last five plus years. 
I talked with a blogger slash podcaster, Ken Ray, on Friday about the fundamentals of Apple. I talked to him because he's freaked out. He's like trying to be the spokesperson for Apple to an internet community that knows nothing about finances. And we all see the high of 705, and we all see that it's pulled back to 542. And you do the math, that's 22, 23%, right? And that's scary, and that's upsetting, and I know that. But who bought at 705? If you've been listening to this show, you're in more 150, 130, 120, 100, 90, 200, 250, 300, 350, 400, 450, 500. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go out and buy it. That's not my job. My job is to take care of me and my loved ones, me, my friends, me, and my coworkers. 23% lower is not the worst thing in the world. Okay? Are you good with that? Now, let's take a look. Let's take a look at the last year. In the last year, the stock has gone from 380 400 to 550. Now, if you do the math, that's over 25% gain, right? So why are people crying like a baby? Pays 1.9% dividend yield. Not the biggest dividend yield in the world. There's better dividend stocks. There's no doubt about it. There's better growth stocks. There's no doubt about it. But also, when you start taking a look at the numbers, it's cheap. It's been oversold. I'm not saying it's definitely going to go higher. But it's trading at nine times next year's earnings. That's a value in my book. Compared to the SP 500, compared with Microsoft, compared with other companies of its like, you've got $154 billion loss in market cap. That's pretty brutal. And when it was tearing up, I was telling you, be cautious. Like, stocks don't go up every day forever and ever and ever. The most viable source of pessimism is the iPhone 5 remains supply constrained. It's still a two to three week constrainment if you order online. That's not good. Right now they should be selling as many of them as they can. But people aren't giving up on the ecosystem yet. The iPad mini is going to eat the margins of the iPad. There's no doubt about it. And that's bad. There's been a management shakeup. Scott Forstall, gone. Jonathan Ives is going to take over the human interface, which a lot of people don't like this guy. He's one of those industrial designers that he's cool, but he rubs some people the wrong way. The fact that they came out with an iPad 4 on the heels of the iPad 3, which it now makes sense why when they launched the iPad 3, they said, we're dropping the, n- the name of the iPad 3. We're just going to call it the iPad, the new iPad. And it had the old charger versus the iPad 4, which has a new charger. And that's pissed a lot of people off. They had owned it for a month, two months, and then suddenly there's a new version of it. Oh, right? Revenue's never been better. They're going to report their best quarter of revenue ever. They're going to report their best year of revenue ever, their best year of earnings ever, their best quarter of earnings ever. They're targeting $52 billion in sales, topping last December's record of $46 billion. Now, again, it's a product that's heading into the all-important holiday shopping season. They did a massive refresh. They refreshed the iPod, the iPad, the iMac, the iPhone. 
Now, does it have unstoppable momentum right now? So I would use weakness to acquire strength. Now, again, I'm doing this only on valuation. If you were to take the name of the company away, I'd stay at the same thing. The revenue is good compared to Intel. The only company that looks cheaper to them, to me, is Intel. But Microsoft trades at 15 times earnings. Apple trades at 12 times this year's earnings. Intel trades at 9. But Intel's got a problem. We're not buying desktops. We're not buying laptops. We're buying pads and phones. Google trades at 20 times. Now, Google's growing at 8%. Microsoft's earnings are dropping 32%. Intel's dropping 1.1% earnings. Apple's up 62%. Out of the big four, Google's profit margins are 22%. Microsoft, 21%. Intel, 22%. Apple, 26% net margins. On a price-to-sales ratio, which is a ratio that I dig... Different types of stocks have different types of price-to-sales ratios because they, they expose different types of earnings and margins. Like you can have a higher price-to-sales ratio on a software company than a hardware company. But they're neck and neck with Microsoft. And an Internet company, which doesn't even have the software angle on it, Google, they're below. So I'm liking what I'm seeing. Now, again, Apple's got an obsession with quality, which creates supply constraints. There's probably going to be an iPhone... 5S announced sooner than later because the components required to make the iPhone 5 have been restrictive. Manufacturing has been difficult. They've cleared the slate of all new product launches. They probably have everything big until mid-next year, unless, of course, they do have the Apple TV in March. They last upgraded Apple TV user interface last March or this March, whatever you want to say. So that might be coming. Am I telling you to buy before it goes higher? No, I'm not. It's up to you. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. You make your own decisions. What I'm telling you is it looks cheap to me. That's not the only reason to buy a stock because it looks cheap. That could be called what's a value trap. But I think they're going to print money for a while. So even if they are a value trap, I think you're going to get a pretty fat dividend. Again, consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance, not indicative of future results. Oh my, Tesla's Model S just won Motor Trend Car of the Year. NBC Universal's laying off 450 workers. Again, a sign that the internet is siphoning off younger people and how we watch media. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Call the show 800-516-1220 on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're taking a look in Napa County where Silverado Trail is closed in both directions right at Pope Street. This is all because of a car that knocked down a power pole onto the roadway. It happened earlier this morning. Expect some minor delays. Through the Katati Grade, South 101 is jammed from Pepper Road towards Castania. Looking good after that in Kitten. 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Welcome back in. Thanks for listening to the show. During the commercial break, I selected a file from the Cron server. A little spot that I just did, I'm uploading to YouTube. 
You can check it out if you want. You don't have to. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I think is, I'm not saying the future of radio and television, because I think radio and television have to play into the future of delivery mechanisms, both whether it be YouTube or podcasts. I think embracing it makes it a lot makes a lot of sense. So you can go to YouTube right now, type in Rob Black Show, and you'll see some of my morning market comments on what I had to say. At 9.15 on Channel 4, I do a segment called Rob Black's Winners and Losers. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, I have that segment up at YouTube. It's also at my Facebook page, Rob Black. I hate Rob Black. I hate Rob Black or Cron 4 Rob Black. It's also uh, tweeted through Rob Black Show. Tweeted through Rob Black Show. And it's just a drier look, maybe. Add some of the stories of the day. Things that you should take a look at. Um, you know, sex scandals with CEOs. I know you're saying, that's not an investment angle. It actually kind of is. And it's something we need to not be afraid of talking about is CEOs and corporate boards. I'm not afraid of talking about it. Board of directors are critically important to the success or failure of companies at this point in time. They are. Whether it's a private, privately held bank, whether it's a privately held museum, you cannot ignore the power of a board. Uh, I work hard. I'm lucky enough to be considered to be on boards. I'm a nice public figure. I think I do a very nice job of what I do. I'm going to be running for city council soon. Watch out, people. And then I hope to be appointed mayor. I talked to the mayor of Atherton recently, and uh, he's like, that's how you can truly change your community. And I like that. Home Depot showed us this morning that the housing market is healing with new home sales rising the fastest pace in two years. Construction starting at the fastest rate in four years. It's a good day to be a construction worker. The news out of Home Depot is positive. It's a good day to be a homeowner. The news out of Home Depot is positive. Now, again, I don't expect my home ownership to rock, scissors, paper, anything. I've got a friend who has a $3 million beach house. Let me finish that last thought. I don't expect real estate or my home to rock, scissors, paper, my 401K, my investments, my private initiatives, my savings, my collectibles. It doesn't work that way. I've got a friend who had a $3 million house in New Jersey on the beach. Oh, you see where this is going. Paid off. And it was going to be a nice little compliment. And Okay, let's just say this. Hurricane comes along, lifts the house up, blows it away. Where's your house, soldiers? Blow it up, general. Your house gets blown away. You still have the beachfront property. No, 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 no. Not with this hurricane in New Jersey. Not only was his house blown away, but the land underneath it is now a swamp. For a $3 million, something that he could have sold three months ago for $3 million, he's now going to be lucky if he can get $1.6 million from the federal government bailing him out. He'll be lucky to get $0.60 on the dollar. And the way rich people are being looked at right now, I don't think he's going to get that. Now, a lot of you out there can say things like, that are stupid. Like, we should tax the rich. 
And I'll tell you, you're stupid. Why should we not tax the rich? We, of course we should have a tax in place. Of course. But I can tell you as a guy who's considered slightly wealthy, and I'm not Bill Gates wealthy, I'm not Steve Jobs wealthy, I'm not top 1% wealthy. But I can tell you that I've got 10 plus employees. I do business with 10 plus people who make a living from me. I know that the car dealership from the 10 people that work with me directly benefits because people buy new cars that work with me. I know the mortgage companies and the mortgage lenders. And again, how many mortgage loans do you have to do per year in order to make a good living? 12, maybe? 24 if you're living in an expensive state? I know that I have health care benefits for all employees. I can tell you this, and I've already seen this, and I'm not going to say what company. But let's just say you've heard of them. They now will only bring in employees under 31 hours because they don't want to pay full-time health care benefits. They don't want to do it. So they'll rather hire two at 20 hours than one at 40. And that's a trend. Wealthy companies and wealthy people are not stupid. If there's any way of getting the job done so that it doesn't directly hit our, our pocketbook, let's say I've got a wife who, uh, let's say I'm Bill Gates, and i got this super wealthy lifestyle. And suddenly the, the wealthy gets, well, I know Bill Gates is a bad example, but let's say I'm the top 1%, and i got this wife addicted to spending money. She's addicted to helping our economy. She's a consumer. If I lose, and again, I was talking to a guy who owns um, three five-guy burgers this weekend. Okay, let's just say he owns three restaurants. He's like, yeah, I'll, most of our employees are high school kids under, under full-time, and you know, if we have to give them Obamacare, we're going to have to fire people or charge more. So just know every American is going to have to pay for health care next year. That's crazy. No one knows this. No one's you know, digested it. It's coming out of your paycheck. Humbling. Humbling. Someone's paying for it. Get used to the concept. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Find me at Rob Black and Your Money on this very radio station, the Wall Street Business Network. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black, and YouTube subscribe channel, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on the Wall Street Business Network. and your electric bill is over $200 per month, this could be your last chance to convert your home to solar energy for zero money down with the government rebate program. To see if you qualify, call 800-881-9600. That's 800-881-9600. The California Solar Initiative expanded state support of solar technology as part of the governor's million solar roofs vision for California. A number of California utilities have already been forced to shut down their government incentives due to budgetary constraints. However, if you are a PG&E customer and your electric bill is over $200 per month, rebates to go solar for zero money down are still available for a little bit. For a little bit, because we need to get you edge fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. That's my goal on this show. We can talk about Facebook. We can talk about the fiscal cliff. 
Who's afraid of the fiscal cliff? The fiscal cliff? I'm not. Hopefully you're not either. We've always had this. We've had a deficit problem my whole life. I remember as a child seeing that deficit clock in New York City. Scared the, I'm not going to say the word, but Jesus. But it scared me. I think we've all seen it. It's not good. We definitely know it's not healthy. But it's always been there. The one thing, you know, Barack Obama ran for president eight years ago or five years ago. He was quoted as saying what George W. Bush is doing in spending is irresponsible. What President Barack Obama did was double what George W. Bush did, double irresponsible. Now, of course, politics has a very short memory. And that's what they count on. Right? I don't think it's cool. But the reality is, it's not that big of a deal, a fiscal cliff. If it's met, absolutely. But who thinks it's going to be met? It would be suicide for Congress to push another recession. It would be suicide for Democrats. Liberals would love it. Because it does take a lot of, lot of spending out of defense. It does tax the wealthy. It does tax the poor, though. It does tax the middle class. In some states where the cost of living is double, triple what it is in the rest of the United States, the middle class will be crushed. So I don't think it's going to go through like you think it's going to go through. I think a bastardized version will happen. I think it will be a can kick down the road. It may come last second. And that's okay by me. You know, it's going to happen. Bigger issue that I'm scared of is when interest rates start rising, where are we looking at in our deficits on an annual basis? Can we get to a neutral deficit ever again? Can we stop spending more than we bring in? Not right now. Hey, this is interesting. Wake up and smell the coffee. If a Starbucks opens in your new neighborhood or in a new neighborhood, it's time to buy a home there. So wake up and smell the coffee. If a Starbucks opens in a new neighborhood, it's time to buy a house there. This is according to the CEO of Trulia. It's really actually a pretty smart idea because I've got a friend who's a real estate agent. And he said to me recently, he goes, I can't believe how many yuppie white folk want to go buy a house in Berkeley so they can walk to Pete's Coffee. And they're willing to spend 10, 20, 30% more than each other. He made it about race. I'm like, whoa. And I think we all know what he was talking about. Young urban professionals trying to ever rise that social ladder. We all know, like, it is kind of cool to be able to walk to the local coffee store. And he's like, they're willing to pay 100, 200, 300, 400,000 more just so they can walk to a coffee store. And that was a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. So later on, I see this article. Big chains like Starbucks and Whole Foods, if you see them opening in a neighborhood, it's a sign that the neighborhood is up and coming and therefore a smart real estate bet. In the book that Michael Corbett wrote, 
One of the best ways to stretch your buying dollars to find a neighborhood that's in transition, called fringe or transitional neighborhoods. They're typically close to major metropolitan areas and were once neglected and less desirable. If there's a Trinity restaurant where a tattoo parlor used to be, these neighborhoods are now beginning to get, enjoy a new life, and your goal is to find them. Has a Starbucks just opened on the corner or maybe a Whole Foods market? These are all good signs of neighborhoods on the upswing. You can bet the big chains like Starbucks spend a lot of money and time analyzing neighborhood potential before they open up a big store. So go ahead, tap into their market research, and be their neighbor. Wow. That's a great story. I don't think it's too far off. I don't know if you do, but I don't think it's too far off. What's your opinion? Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com, rob at robblack.com. Other business stories that are out there this morning include, but are not limited to, Hurricane Sandy, which was sponsored by Sandy Duncan and uh, Wheat Thins. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but it was. The storm that devastated coastal New Jersey and New York. It's boosting used car prices across the United States. Used car prices are expected to gust from $200 to $1,000 higher based on people showing up at dealers seeking to replace 100 to 250,000 vehicles that were lost in the storm. It's been extremely busy for used cars. Prices could rise $700 to $1,000 a car. A sudden burst of demand could raise used car prices by up to 2%, about 200 on a $10,000 car, above the level that normally would be. It's definitely going to raise used car demand. Sandy's not only is causing a surge in demand, but affects supply as well. Toyota says it lost up to 4,000 new vehicles awaiting shipments to dealers. Ford says it lost 800 new vehicles in inventory. A lot of uh, these Cars that were damaged, new cars, they're finding themselves on the lot now as a new vehicle for less. Crazy stuff, right? Now, that's not as bad as it was for Hurricane Katrina that flooded New Orleans and the Gulf Coast. But still, sometimes these news stories make you, make you think. Here's one that doesn't make you think. You can turn your brain off of this one. Texas has the highest number of Thanksgiving cooking-related fire claims. Once again, insure your house. When your idiot neighbor shows up, turkey frying led to more accidental blazes in Texas than any other state. 19 such claims on the holiday over the past five years. Insure what you can't afford to use. State Farm said Illinois and New York each had 18 claims, followed by Ohio and Florida. Frying the turkey seems to be kind of a fad that took off here. Ten years ago, more and more people have tried it instead of just sticking it in the oven. They found it more exciting to cook it outside. Poor bird. More cooking fires occur on Thanksgiving than any other day in the nation. Thank you, America. We are that stupid. Twice as many cooking-related claims are filed from the holiday blazes than any other day in November. If my house burns down because I have a grease fire tied towards turkey, I'm probably not going to claim it. I'm just going to be too embarrassed. One of the reasons there are the fires is because we get distracted and we're drunk. It's very, very easy to get distracted when you're drinky, 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 especially if you're at someone else's house. You're watching the football game. number of Thanksgiving claims nationwide was cut almost in half from 66 in 2036. Safety videos being released by um, insurance companies now are help cutting down, but 
Again, Texas still number one, and that doesn't surprise me. In the world of stupid criminals, Florida takes the cake. In the world of weird insurance claims, it's got to be Texas. All my exes moved to Texas, just so you know. If you ever want to find them, that's where they are. You're, you're Rob Black. No, no, no. I'm Rob Black. No, no. You're Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Find me Twitter handle, Rob Black Show. Find me YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in just a few minutes. As with breast cancer. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I try to bring as unique of a perspective as I can to this. Hopefully you show up with an open mind and, hey, maybe we learn something together. I'm not against that. Take a look at the Dow. Oh, it's up 67 points. NASDAQ's down fractions. The SP 500's up six. 10 year treasuries, 1.6%. To give you perspective, 15 years ago, I would have said any number under four, you invest in stocks. Any number over six, you invest in bonds. I still hold basically true to that tenant, but maybe the number's a little bit lower. As you get older, clearly that's not investment advice. I'm talking about accumulating wealth. Fiscal cliff, will it or won't it? Fiscal cliff's not the only major problem in the United States. Will House Speaker John Boehner, will President Barack Obama be able to reach a deal to avert so-called fiscal cliff? Going over the so-called fiscal cliff, going over it, it actually may improve the United States public finances, reduce the deficit and slow the rise of America's debt mountain. So that would be positive on one hand, but it won't itself solve many of the financial problems. Absent political agreement, you'll see a series of automatic federal increases in spending cuts, i.e. the fiscal cliff. Several temporary cuts will expire. Those include President George W. Bush's tax cuts on income, investments, married couples, families with children, inheritances. They're supposed to expire in 2010, but were extended for two years by President Barack Obama. In addition, the AMT, it's going to affect the alternative minimum tax up to 26 to 30 million middle-class Americans this year. Middle-class, 26 to 30 million Americans are going to be paying an average 3700 extra per year in taxes. The payroll tax cut of 2% and extended unemployment benefits for the long-term unemployed, both going to terminate. See, so if you know someone who's been unemployed for a long period of time, that's going to go away. The payroll tax cut... You look at your paycheck, add on 2% of the take-home, or take away 2% of the take-home, bitter, right? So automatic spending cuts are going to kick in, totaling about $600 billion per year. This is exactly what we need at exactly the wrong time, though. And the plans themselves are not exactly what we need. Kind of like Franken plans. One of the biggest cut programs would be the military, $55 billion in defense spending, $55 billion in domestic programs. Medicare, the federal health program for elderly, would reduce payments by about 2%. 
with a sharp reduction as much as 30% in reimbursements to doctors. Doctors are going to start saying, you know what? I don't want you as a customer unless you pay cash. Automatic, well, that's not going to happen, right? But do you want your kid to grow up to be a doctor? Probably not as much anymore. And again, I'm not trying to minimalize this in any way, shape, or form. I'm trying to like kind of warn you a little bit. Be careful. Know what's out there. We need a massive reform of our tax system, a broadening of the tax base. And it's tough to do. The Treasury can continue to juggle its finances to buy time, perhaps until February. A major constraint right now is the need to increase government borrowing cap, which will hit before year end. I don't think Republicans or Democrats want this. So a lot of drama coming up. President asserts that he made a mandate to reform the budget, particularly to increase taxes on wealthier Americans. Having lost the presidential election, also having failed to make hope for gains in congressional elections, Republicans are on the defensive. A lot of people would say he didn't get a mandate because he had fewer voters this time. U.S. debt is a global concern. And that's kind of where this becomes an issue. So we've got to radically overhaul our tax systems, probably including a value-added tax. We probably need to roll back complex deductions and subsidies. The tax deduction on your home might be taken away. We have to look at it. The biggest prospect that's going to be hurt the most is the dollar devaluation. It's going to continue to pressure other nations to implement measures such as zero interest rates policies to keep up with us. There's kind of a rush to zero. Now, stop for a second and think about that. Europe's going to have to devalue their currency. Otherwise, American goods pick up in value, pick up in demand. Because we're printing, and we're not going to stop printing until 2014. We're going to keep devaluing our currency. woo it's a devaluation currency all aboard. Now in Hamlet, written by Bill Shakespeare, Hamlet's a tragic, tragic hero. He said, I must be cruel only to be kind. Thus bad begins and the worst remains behind. That's what the United States is trying to do to stay competitive. We're adopting toxic economic and financial policies with the potential to damage other nations and ultimately ruin America's future. If something can't go on forever, it's got to stop. At some point in time, we stop the printing of money and we become very different investors, if you're tracking with me. Keep in mind, if you're either with me or against me. I look at this as a civil war. Wreck-It Ralph was no match for James Bond. Skyfall earned. They dominated the weekend. Quantum of Solace opened with 67.5 million. This time topped it to the tune of 20 million dollars. It's the biggest Bond opening weekend 
worldwide five hundred eighty-six million dollars. United States eighty-seven plus million. Outside the top three, it was a very quiet weekend. Steven Spielberg's Lincoln pulled in two million. Like, ugh, that's not very much. We all know how that one ends. The president dies. So considering the film debuted in a very limited release of just 11 theaters nationwide, it earned 900000 Its massive opening weekend gives it its third highest debut for a limited release in 2012 behind the master in Moonrise Kingdom. Out of the top ten this week include horror films Silent Hill, Revelation 3D, Sinister, and Paranormal Activity 4. Most of these movies I'd rather die than see. I know you're saying, Cake or Death? Cake or Death? Adam Sandler's Hotel Transylvania? I'll take Death. Right? Are you with me? Cloud Atlas? Do I want to see Tom Hanks talking a stupid accent? Cloud Atlas or Death? I'll take Death. Kevin James's Here Comes the Boom. Death, please. Ben Affleck's Argo. Yeah, that actually looks pretty good. Top three films Skyfall, $87 million. Wreck It Ralph, $33 million. Total take, $120 million for Disney. And Flight for Denzel Washington. Take a break here. We'll be right back on the Wall Street Business Network. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin through San Jose, Northbound 101 at De La Cruz Boulevard and Trimble Road. An earlier crash has been cleared off to the right side, but expect a backup from 280 and 680. It's been a very tough ride going across the peninsula, North 101 and Hillsdale Boulevard. We have a three-car accident, one vehicle still blocking the right lane. Meanwhile, traffic for the Mountain View area has been jammed along North 101 from 85 to... Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeartRadio. Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I do have an event coming up. It's the last one for the year live in personal preservation retirement planning. Thursday, November 29th from 6 to 9 at the Elks Lodge. I hope I get to be inducted as the honorary moose. It's in Palo Alto. Um, learn to set up your portfolio, balance it, rebalance it. Learn about retirement. Learn about wealth distribution. How to distribute your wealth in your lifetime, very important. State planning opportunities are huge before the end of this year. Rush now to get a trust done if you think you're going to be worth over two, three, four million million in retirement. Very, very important because the government's going to tax you aggressively, aggressively, if you don't have a, a trust in place. Smash Burger, fastest growing burger in the United States as far as burger chains. It's got 100 locations. It's planning to double the numbers. Tom Ryan runs it. He's food exact. Oh, by the way, you can sign up for that event in Palo Alto at robblack.com. He's worked for McDonald's. Big big ticket item, McGriddle. The dollar menu, Pizza Hut, stuffed crust pizza, Quiznos, Sammy's. So he's a product guy, and so he starts his own business. His latest focus is getting beer integrated in the better burger concept. He's trying to pair craft beer with Smash Burgers Fair. I truly think beer is the new wine. So says he. He says he's doing it to help distinguish the brand and that he wants Smashburger to stay at the cutting edge of innovation. He wants his brand to be seen as consistently ahead of the game. A concept that keeps evolving. Smashburger wants to carry the torch of the modern burger lover. 
How do you not love that story? Honestly. Again, I'm not a burger guy. I'm more of a filet guy. But I ain't going to say no to a craft beer and a burger. I'm going to kick that out. At a conference for aspiring entrepreneurs last month, Facebook CEO and co-founder Mark Zuckerberg said the first distinct feature that put Facebook on its path to becoming a successful product was its requirement the new users join with their .edu college email address. That way, Facebook was able to verify the new user. That basic premise is now under threat. Zuckerberg said the thing that has always set Facebook apart from other social networks is that its members use real identities. Now, you know the chick. That's almost all I have to say in the Petraeus affair. It's turning out that they had a little trick in order to get in touch with each other. They'd log on to a Google email account, draft a message, and leave it there. Now, was it an anonymous Google email account that they had chosen together? It could have been xoxoxo at gmail.com. He had draft a message. She'd check on, delete it, write her own message. It wasn't tied to either of them. Terrorists have used this method. So knowing who's actually at the end of the message is, is pretty important. They didn't want a paper trail going from, you know, General Pet to Hottie Book Writer. They wanted no email trail. So the basic premise of identifying people, and Twitter does it, they verify, which they still haven't verified me, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Facebook's aware of the problem. In the SEC filing to go public, Facebook said almost 9% of its users are fake. That's 80 million people. For a company that now says we've got a billion plus. It's pretty much one of the top priorities for the company. Facebook has 150 to 300 million people fighting fakes and working on a solution. Facebook partnered with two security firms in October. Facebook saw a dip in likes as the network eradicated some fake users. It's more crucial than ever. By the end of the decade, more people will access the Internet via mobile than do it through desktop. Zuckerberg, during the last earnings call, pointed out that the most valuable thing it owns is something it can transport from desktop to user interface to mobile. The network of users it owns. It's a network of people and connections between people that Facebook hopes to derive value from to introduce third-party value. So Google said it would be facing an ultimatum from the FTC and antitrust talks. That's never good. A company called Microsoft once took the FTC, not lightly, but they fought them aggressively, and I'd say they lost. Google's been in discussions with the FTC for about two weeks. For about 20 months, the FTC has been probing whether Mountain View-based Google is abusing its dominance of the Internet and whether they're prepared to sue the operator of the world's largest search engine. We'll keep our eye on that one. Smashburgers. I know you're saying, thank you for bringing up Smashburgers. You're welcome. A podcast of the show will be local, will be available shortly at kdow.biz, kdow.biz, under Rob Black Podcasts. I'll also put a podcast of the show up at iTunes a little later in the morning, under Rob Black and Your Money at iTunes. A lot of Americans don't know where to begin when it comes to preparing for retirement. 82% of people are capable of saving more money for retirement, but only 28% of people know what to do. Number one thing you could do to save for retirement is max out your 401k, your 403b, your 457. Stop buying annuities. Stop trying to have an insurance product that's an investment product. 
If you want life insurance, get term life for 20 years and invest the rest. Do not buy an annuity ever, never, ever, never, unless you're super wealthy and you have someone like me review the product for you. There's a good company out there called Emeritus that has low-cost and no-commission product that you should take a look at. They're an annuity leader, innovator. Do not work with an insurance agent. So $26,000, what's that number? 75% of people aged 50 to 64 have $26,000. A lot of those people have nothing. That's their retirement savings. You need 20 times your annual income. Minimum. As daunting as 20 times the income seems, it's not impossible to reach. I'll talk about that probably tomorrow. Now I'll talk about it now, heck. You're with me. Demonstrate simple actions. You have to create a concept. A 35-year-old person makes $90,000 a year. They've got $20,000 saved in retirement. Let's assume you get 5.9% returns, which is pretty low. It's based on the 6.9% annual rate from 1997 to 2011, less than 1%, minus less than 1% for high cost of fees and expensive offerings that you get in your life. If the person does nothing more other than have that amount of money, getting 5.9%, which, again, it's four percentage points below the historical average. You've got 20000 saved. You would end up with value of about $111,000. So $20,000 by age 35 will be $111,000, up $91,000. Start early. If you do nothing, you're going to retire into poverty. Save 15% of your salary, increase contributions to a retirement plan. If you can only do three, that's fine. Get it up to 15. Look at your budget. Find something in there. Cable TV, concert tickets, sporting events, alcohol. Keep an appropriate asset allocation. Rebalance. Sell investments that have become overweighted. Sell your mutual funds that have become winners to buy the losers. Like, for instance, last two or three years, Asia's been negative. So if you have a small cap fund that's done well or a tech fund that's up 100% in the last three years, sell some of that. Go back to your 20% weighting. And fund some of your your Asia. If you rebalance and you maintain an appropriate asset allocation, it adds 1.1% to your returns. That's an extra $357,000 to the account that we're talking about. $20,000 become $111,000. That's a lot of money. So suddenly, that $20,000 plus 15% of your salary, that adds... An additional 1.15% in your salary from age 35 to 65 adds an extra 1.5% in retirement funds for someone who makes $90,000 a year. And if you can reduce costs of mutual funds, i.e. go with low-cost ETFs or low-cost index funds, you can save another 1.2% in fees. So you get 1.1% in savings for having asset allocations proper that's rebalanced every year. You get 1% to 2% in savings for cutting fees, not going with expensive mutual funds. If you take all three of these actions, including saving 15% of your salary, 
The additional money available at retirement could be the difference between living well and not. It's the difference of being age 65 with 111,000. If you just take 20%, 20,000 and just get 5.9%. Now, if you take that $20,000 in savings, you earn $90,000 a year. You save 15%. You rebalance every year. And you go with lower cost fees. You end up with $2.3 million. Stop being stupid, people. Those are three easy things that every one of us can do. The average American has $25,000 in their retirement plan. That's embarrassing. Do you know what that's going to be? That's going to be cat food. That's going to be living with your kids. $26,000 is gone in one health scare. It's gone in a roof and a car. So at age 35, you need $20,000, plus you need to do 15% of your $90,000 a year salary for another 30 years. You need to get market performance, which I've way underestimated for you. You need to start doing 15% of your salary immediately. You have to know inflation is going to hit you at about 3% a year. So $2.3 million ain't going to buy you what you think it's going to buy you. It's going to be a lot less. And what I mean by that is inflation goes up 3% a year, and I'm only factoring it in for you to get about 9% a year. So age 35, $20,000 savings, get 6% returns, max out 15% of your salary into your 401k, continue to maintain the appropriate asset allocation, reduce your fees, and you end up with $2.3 million instead of $111,000. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Bank. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. It's been a pretty rough ride going across the East Shore Freeway coming out of Hercules Westbound 80 is stop and go from east of Willow Avenue all the way to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. For those of you who listen now or one, congratulations. Do two hours a day. For those of you in Seattle, you're only treated to one hour. Um... <clears throat> I bring up some thoughts, some ideas for you that sometimes don't make any sense and sometimes they do. For instance, I have a friend who had a $3 million home in Jersey that was going to be part of his retirement plan. It was paid off. He found out it was going to be too much of his retirement plan when Hurricane Sandy blew it to sea and left the land as a swamp. He doesn't have a backup plan. He is so... In a bad position. There's a mudslide in Daly City just outside San Francisco. A water main breaks. Probably in a neighborhood they didn't think there was going to be mudslides. It'll be interesting to see how whole people are made. How soon. What happens if there's depreciation between now and when they're made whole. I did a story earlier. And you can find a copy of the podcast in about 10 minutes at kdow.biz if you want to listen to the first hour or if you want to go to iTunes later in the morning under Rob Black and Your Money. U.S. News and World Reports once referred to me as the top one, top eight financial podcast. But they put Clark Howard on that list, so I was like being called the tallest short person. But I did a story in the first hour. I hate Clark Howard. hate Suze Orman. I got a lot of hate in me. 
not because of them as people, but because of the bad information they give you. I just told you how to get $2 million from 20000 One of the best things you can do, if you're not earning sixty dollars to $100,000 a year, is go back to school, get a career that earns you sixty dollars to $100,000 a year. The world <clears throat> looks at the Middle East as that's where all the oil is. And what we're finding out is that's not necessarily true. The IEA is out with a new world energy outlook, and they say the United States is going to redraw the global energy map. By the year 2020, the United States, which currently imports about 20% of our total energy needs, will become self-sufficient. We won't need Saudi Arabia by 2035. It's all because of rising production of oil, shale gas, bioenergy, improved fuel efficiency. Falling oil imports means North America becomes a net oil exporter by 2035, which Asia will be thrilled with. It puts greater focus on the security of strategic routes that link into the Middle East. This is an investment angle. There is an investment angle here. And I hope that you, like, grasp this, and I hope you run with this. The United States won't need Saudi Arabia what will that do to terrorism? And I'm not saying Saudi Arabia is tied towards terrorism, but a lot of people get mad at America because of our reliance on the Middle East. Tesla's Model S won Motor Trend Car of the Year. Let me pull up Tesla's stock, see if that affected it in any way, shape, or form. It's a good question. Tesla's a manufacturing company, and it'd be called Motor Trend Car of the Year. It's a big deal. Now, unfortunately... I look at it as their sedans are overpriced for what I want. But they're up about 2% today. 63-year history. The prestigious award goes to a vehicle with a non-combustion engine. It's the first time the Motor Trend jury chose a winner by unanimous decision. CEO Elon Musk described the winning the award as a pivotal turn in history. The electric car companies need to ramp up production of its vehicles. I think they're going to be a division of a bigger car company at some point in time. Motor Trend Accolade is proof that electric cars have become the best product on the market. According to Elon Musk, Tesla has built the best car of any kind. Not just capable of beating electric cars, but gas-powered cars. This vehicle is going to run you 60000 to 107000 Too much. Too much for the average American. Now, I totally expect to see Lilo driving one. Pretty impressive, though. The car just hit the market last year. And it's just the second car that Tesla has developed. It's got superb acceleration. Open and air cabin. 250-mile range. It's as effortless as a Rolls-Royce. This year in the Model S's, they made 11 of them. 11. So even though your Motor Trend Car of the Year, it's rough. You might remember that Elon Musk referenced Mitt Romney's description of the government's investment in Tesla as a loser, saying Romney was right about the object of the statement, but not the subject of the statement. 
I don't even know what that means. So other big stories that we should hit, if we can hit. Um, Home Depot, better than expected sales. That's really nice to see. Sales this year are going to gain about 5.2%. They're closing all seven of their stores in China. Failure in China. Home Depot's average transaction value in the third quarter rose to $54.55. I had a dream. I don't even know what that means. Path towards the healing of the housing market, so says Frank Blank, CEO of Home Depot. Company plans to buy back about $700 million in their own shares, bringing its total repurchase to about $4 billion. Hurricane Sandy slammed the East Coast a couple weeks ago. A lot of people thought that Home Depot would be shut down. But they're also going to get a big boost from the sales. So Hurricane Irene last year added about $360 million in sales. So weird that you could invest in hurricanes, eh? You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me at Twitter. My handle is Rob Black Show. Subscribe to my YouTube station. Please, 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 please. Rob Black Show. Find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Got a seminar coming up in Palo Alto Thursday after Thanksgiving. It's going to be a good one. It's the last one in person of the year. Sign up at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be back tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network. This station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.